Pickaxe. Hello and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast and this week we're discussing the biggest Xbox leak in history. We're looking ahead to the Switch 2's potential launch lineup. We're asking why there are so many industry layoffs or at least that's what I would be saying if you're listening to the Eurogamer Newscast. Hello I'm Tom, Eurogamer's editor and host of our weekly discussion podcast where we break down the biggest gaming news stories and share insight from our news reporting team. Head to your favorite podcast app now to listen. Just search Eurogamer Newscast. Yeah, so um, welcome. I, I know we had sort of talked about talking earlier and it seemed like it just wasn't a great time. Yeah, I mean, it's been wild. Um, yeah, so tell me a little bit about that or yourself or you know what you want to talk about today. And thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. I don't know. Uh... I'm pretty anxious right now, especially the wait like to get on the show. So I think I'll I think I'll do better once we kind of settle into things. Yeah, what are you um, anxious about? Just like I don't know. I lost I lost some I lost a lot of sleep last night, which is probably I mean no, that's not good. Yeah, whenever I have like this is this is, I'm I'm awake earlier than I expected to be. So I had like three separate dreams about being late to this interview. <laughs> well, I'm the one who's late. Uh, I was late. Yeah, well, that kind of makes me feel a little better. So yeah. it's, it's all right. It's all right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I just have an incredible amount of scrutiny on me. That's like, it's really stressful, you know? Um, yeah. I've kind of become this meme. Uh, and there, I've been harassed for like three months straight now. Like every day I get harassed about, about oh, shit. the the things like that happened three months ago you know those just like all the clips that were taken there were like from from uh from like two days uh and people haven't really heard anything from me since and i'm still getting harassed for it so i'm like that sounds like, awful hard yeah it's 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 hard i don't think anyone could act could be prepared for it um, yeah i mean it sounds really awful to be continuously harassed for i, I don't even know what they would harass you for like uh like my identity like they they want me to be fired they are upset at me being trans um they think i identify as a deer i i don't i'm a human i identify as a furry but um that was one of the things like like generally generally how i see i i don't i don't think i said anything wrong um and i'm willing to like challenge that like i don't even i mean i have some regrets about like my phrasing for some sure. things but i think my head was in the right place um the, Heart the was whole in the right time place. yeah for sure yeah for so sure can i just lay out a little bit about like what this is and kind of like what we tried to do here yeah sure um so i i think steph you know i we try to treat everyone basically the same and and it's a chance for us to hopefully actually benefit from what your experiences your experiences sound sounds actually really awful in terms of being harassed and trying to authentically represent yourself and either, I mean, turning, getting yourself turned into a meme, I think is part of the job description, you know? So <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know how much we can really blame people for doing that because that's what happens on Twitch. You know, uh -huh. we're, we're all meme farming and it's, it's our greatest source of sustenance. And at the same time, it, it does sound like a lot of what hap happens to you or what has happened to you sounds really stressful. And I'm just hoping to understand um, yeah, sure. And and so, can you tell us a little bit? Because I I saw like so, like is part of, you know, I watched a, like a very brief clip, 
Um, but I'd love to understand more about like what it means to identify as a, a furry, what it means to, uh, you know, like I like please educate us because that's kind of this. The stream is about learning and sharing knowledge and like growing as a community from it. Um, if you feel like you want to talk about the stress and stuff like that, if there's some way that I can help you with that, I would love to. Sometimes, you know, part of the AOE healing of the stream comes from helping an individual person with something that they're dealing with. Um, yeah, sure. And so if there's something in particular that you want to talk about or some way that I can be of service to you, please let me know. I think I think it might be helpful for me to talk a little bit about like the timeline of my yeah. harassment and what I'd, happened. I'd really love that because I really don't know. So, okay. So I got accepted. I accepted this position for the Twitch Trust and Safety, uh, the, the Safety Advisory Council for Twitch. Okay. Um, and that position is, I'm one of eight people, four streamers. And we are, uh, we're supposed to talk to Twitch. We have meetings with Twitch where we kind of discuss and uh, what the terms of service of Twitch should be or the community guidelines of Twitch should be and kind of um, put our perspective into the mix in terms of trying to advise like Twitch on what, what direction they should go with those things. Mm -hmm. um, we're kind of just like a, we're like a think tank. Like we're a, we're a, um, I'm not like I'm not Twitch staff and I don't actually have any like direct control over what's going to happen. All I can do is put my voice in and be mm -hmm. like, here's what I wish would happen. Um part of my blurb, part of my blurb was like about about me, about you know, the fact that I'm trans and about how I um have an opinion that voice chat in video games is uh, anti-inclusivity that is an it is an uninclusive feature um can and you, and that's that go ahead can you help me understand that that yeah so the idea is that in a competitive game you either if you let me let me let me collect my thoughts a little sorry sure i'm like stuttering a bit and uh If you're uncollected, I have a now, really good tweet. I'd love to hear you when you're collected because I think you sound great right now. Oh, thank you. That's really sweet. Seriously, I'm not. I mean, I don't think you've come across as unclear at all. Oh well, you know, I've been. It's it's been a long few months, so I'm trying to be very deliberate with my voice and like you know. Sure. I've, I've, it's very much unrelaxed me, I guess you could say. Um, where is that? It, Sounds like you give a lot of attention and scrutiny to your thoughts and how they translate into words. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, it hasn't really been that way. Like, that's, that's, that's the consequence of like, I'm like running these simulations of how are people going yeah. to spin my words and how are people like, how, like, and that, and that's what they're looking for too. You know, like pe people, I feel like people are looking to cause you know, if they can frame me in an inflammatory way, they benefit with clicks. Um, and that's like really, that's really scary. And that's the game that's being played. Like I haven't, like my voice has been twisted so much to things that like, cause, cause people are looking for ways to make me sound bad. <sighs> yeah. It's frustrating. So Steph, uh, you know, honestly, what that sounds like to me is actually kind of traumatic. So like when, yeah. you know, 
when human beings, you know, choose their words really carefully, it's a sign that your mind recognizes that you can be punished for saying a particular thing. Yep. Right. And, and so it's interesting because like that kind of scrutiny honestly reminds me of people that I've worked with, with trauma, where they're so careful about what they say, because if they say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, they're going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I hesitate to describe what I felt as, as traumatic because even that can be used against me, you know, because, because all of a sudden, um, Steph, if I Steph. if I complain, <laughs> I'm doing it for you. See oh, that? thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> thanks, Doctor K. Thanks. Um, okay, so I couldn't find the thread. I've got a really good thread on it. I'm sure someone, hopefully, someone just can give us what you have got, Steph. That's all. But we want I can you. do it. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, the idea is that voice chat using voice chat is a competitive advantage in competitive games. You, if you use your voice or you hear other people using their voice that's like the that's like the most information data dense way to communicate you know tactical callouts and Absolutely. people love it it's like super important um the the problem arises when you're playing is specifically in pickup groups where you're with other random people and you're trying to climb a competitive ladder if you speak there there the you're you're giving up your linguistic profile which is like it it carries so many identifiers about your identity, um, your gender, even if you have like a speech impediment or a lisp or or a stutter. There's so many things that can um, that can can open you to disproportionate abuse and harassment from from your peers um, or from you know from the other people in the match. And I think because of this, because we have so you know, there's so many social biases against uh, female gamers or female sounding voices, I think that's one of the main reasons why you see more men in competitive team games, and there is a greater diversity in single player titles, like a like a woman won uh, the Hearthstone finals at BlizzCon recently, and. Um, but but you don't. It's harder to see that diversity in in other teams. Yeah, like in in team games. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, let me just make sure I understand you. So you're saying that like voice communication basically exposes parts of identity that are disproportionately reacted to in terms of like bias and toxicity. Yep. Yeah. And there's and, like, it's not just toxicity, you know, it, it, you also can have these like subtle biases, like your calls won't be listened to as much. And that's like a lot harder to prove. Sure. Um, but just some voices are less respected and they, the person with that voice can't really control that. Yeah. So, so, and then you're saying that as a result, since some people's voices are more or less respected than others, we should take voice chat completely off the table. False. I don't believe that. I mean, that's so that's what, what people think. I mean, yeah, that's I, I just think, yeah, sure. Uh, I just think it's unfair. I think it's important that we raise awareness that it's unfair. Like, like something that we should talk about. It's something that a lot of people deny. And I think the the strongest thing to do is to try to increase the data density of uh, 
other non-voice communications. So people that feel like their voice puts them at a disadvantage are at less of a disadvantage because they can use pings and prefabricated voice lines. And, I see. You know. So so what you're like. saying, so thanks for clarifying, right? Because at the beginning sure. you had said something about voice and you know competitive advantage. So like you think right. voice chat should stay in the game. It's just we yeah. should be careful because since there is a bias within the voice chat, we can start to think about other more resilient communication methods that are less open to bias. Correct. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, sure. And I, that, that's something that's a little difficult because like I say that it's unfair and people, I think people jump to she wants it gone. Um, but, you know, life is unfair. There's a lot of unfair things in life. And the best we can do is try to make these uh, systems more inclusive uh, instead of like, you know, taking them away. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I tend to have a different sort of flavor there. Um, sure. I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with anything you're saying. I just think that if like the problem is toxicity, like that's what you have to deal with, right? Like right. everything else to me feels honestly a little bit like a band aid, and and begs the question like why do women in games get treated differently and like what's going on there? And if we can figure mm -hmm. that out and target like the toxicity at its roots, then that's sort of that, that that tends to be what I tend to focus on, which is yeah. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just as a individual clinician, like I work with individuals, and I tend to right. think about the individual level. So how can we change someone being toxic? Like how can we change one person's toxicity in a game? And then I think because I think like mm -hmm. you said, voice comms are awesome, and I I felt like I kind of disagreed with you a little bit if we were talking about canning voice comms just because they are more open to bias. Um, but right. your nuanced view, I think, makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Um, it's um, interesting. I wish. Yeah. I, I I think I think it would move society and like gamer culture in general if more women were like winning competitive titles. Yeah. And so I kind of see that as like the goal is if we can make these games more inclusive. Can I toss out a troll thought? We're going to see. Yeah, sure. Okay. So like, don't take this the wrong way. But so there's a troll inside me. Okay. And you have to please let me know if you take this the wrong way. But like, you know, there's a troll inside me, and I don't actually believe this, but that's, that sort of says like, well, if, if women were better, they would win more, right? And I don't think that that's actually fair, but it's kind of, it's an interesting, I just noticed that reaction within myself, and I was just so surprised by that conditioning. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I, I hear that. I've heard that troll a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that troll is real. I don't think that, like, I don't think that's the oh, problem, I, th I think. I think the troll is real. I don't think the troll's analysis right. of the problem is real. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I mean. But the troll, yes. I, even within myself, I was really surprised to have that reaction because I'm such mm -hmm. a understanding and open-minded person. But I have that troll. <laughs> There's something inside me that's like kicking and trying to troll yeah. people, and it's weird. I mean, it's to a feel. difficult. It's a difficult thing to be in a competitive environment. Like you're trying to play on a team with four other guys, and they see you as a woman, and and you kind of feel like you have to be better than your you have to you have to prove yourself kind of above and beyond your male counterparts for the you other people that do. are trying out for the team and like cuz otherwise like if you're not demonstrably better then they aren't going to take the risk with you because you're going to make some amount of the people on the team a little bit more uncomfortable just because you're different um and yeah. it's and, been... and that extra pressure can can 
break you too because you're trying to be at the top 0.01 percent and trying to trying to be better than is possible is is not going to help you get on the spot yeah i've been thinking a lot about uh women in pro gaming and um, also indian people in pro gaming because there are a billion of us out there and there's like there are no or very few indian pro gamers there are a couple mm -hmm. out there but um actually maybe there are a fair amount now that i think about it, it may just be a bias on my end but I, I, you know, I would love stuff. I've been thinking about this a lot. I would love to like take a, a group of, of promising female gamers and help them like handle their stress and like make it pro. Because if there's if, yeah. if if you're saying that there's a, there are stresses that are additional to like the regular stresses of going pro, I wonder how we can sort of fix that so that like we can have more women in pro gaming. Because I, I I don't see a biological reason why women can, right. like you know if the NFL it's a different story. Or like, yep. you know, but in pro gaming, I don't, I don't get it. But let's go back to the timeline. Um, so you were saying, so yeah, can you tell us about the timeline? Sorry, I went off on a tangent. No, I thank you. It was a good tangent. Um, so, so that 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 left a sour taste in a lot of gamers' mouths because that was like the first, that was like their first taste of me is like steps this 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 trans girl, and she thinks that voice chat is bad, and we need to ban it. Okay. Um, and then, um, and then some really, really scary stuff started happening. Uh, I got the attention of a really, a really scary website uh, that I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say their name. Um, okay. But they uh, built a like portfolio on me, uh, and they started working to dox me and um, threaten my life. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, and they, um, and yeah, and it was it was super scary. I just I all I could do was have my I had some I had some of my moderators like watching the thread, um, and just they just kept getting closer to my address, and they were just kept like. And what's what's your understanding of why they would do that? What did you do to evoke this? Is it just that you were on the safety advisory council, or you made statements they, about? They are a transphobic and uh, white supremacist website. Okay. They are anti, they are, they're like radically right aligned from what I can gather. And they are, I am, I am their enemy by identity alone. Um, okay. And so they were, uh, so, um, and that was just one, that was just one website I saw. I know of later or maybe around the same time, um, some of the Chan boards were were getting were were starting to like take note of me and um, organize harassment against me. So what does that mean? I, organize like, harassment. Like threads were made on these offsite websites with the purpose of um, trying to find and like like gather gather hatred against me and like send people my way or like you know let's, let's go hate on her uh it's um you know i've been streaming for like four and a half years i've been out and proudly trans for the whole time i've faced a lot of harassment and it this was a whole new level of like 
like hundreds, hundreds of people coming in and harassing me. My stream was usually like a hundred, and now I was getting like like several thousand viewers, and I could not tell how many of them were just there to harass me, but a significant portion were there just just to hurt me. Um, and I think, and it's it. It's a complicated feeling. Um, I want, I really want to make a safe, safe place on the internet. Like I, I've, I care a lot about the direction that the internet is going, and I, and and I really want a space where people can become better people. And all this harassment has made me question whether or not I'm capable of having and maintaining a, a space like that. And, and that's, that's been really hard. It, it just, it hurts. It hurts a lot. What hurts about it? Like, like I've been forced to change my behavior and i've compromised on like my what what i value my space for has been like compromised uh, against my control like my voice has been taken from me and by, um, by your voice has been taken from you you mean that when you speak out you were met with a certain kind of response yeah, that like, well, I've kind of, I've, I, well, if I, if I feel myself becoming more defensive and like even just kind of interacting with, with trolls, that in a way feels like my voice has been taken from me because like my content, my, my chat interaction has been taken from me because I, I, see. I have to, I have to be something different. I have to react to this and I have to be in the mind of these, of these trolls. I have to like, try to understand where they're coming from to to try to understand them i can't just like not read and assess uh what what's been coming at me can i think for a second sure So I, I have kind of a weird question, and and is it like please let me know stuff if I ask something that you find to be offensive or challenging in some way. I'm going to sort of challenge a particular viewpoint that you shared. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So, and this is just more for broader education. So there are a couple of disclaimers here. So I had a patient once who kept on saying that people were doing treating him a certain way because of his money. And he's like, oh, this person is jealous. Like, they're treating me this way because I have so much more money than they do. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, possible, right? Certainly possible. And then at some point, like, I started wondering, like, is this actually, like, are you being treated the way that you're treated because of your money? Or are you being treated the way that you're treated because of your emotions? So, like, part mm -hmm. of it is, like, sometimes we get judged for what we re represent and sometimes we get judged for what we do. 
And it sounds to me like what you're describing is really scary. And I don't think that that's a fair way of judgment. I mean, if we're talking about people who are like, tra like truly transphobic and are hating on you and, and stuff like that because of what you represent, then that's, there are people out there like that. What I'm curious about is that like, I, I think a lot of people in our community feel like they are judged because of some attribute of theirs, right? Like I get, um, like, let's think about the incel community, for example. They say like, oh, I am judged because of this like particular thing that is outside of my control about who I am. I am a beta. I am a simp. Therefore, dot, dot, dot. And what I'm curious about is like, I'm not saying that these people aren't transphobic or that they're not hateful toward you because of your, your trans nature. But what I'm curious about is how does someone know whether the judgment that is face, placed upon them, it's a genuine question, okay? How yeah. do I know whether someone is doing something because I'm rich or they're treating me a particular way because I'm an asshole? How does an individual like know the difference of unfair judgment versus fair judgment? Um, that's a really good question. And you have to, I mean, people have to reveal themselves through context. And I think if you, if you judge someone for like, if I, if I judge someone for being transphobic before they reveal that they're transphobic, then I have judged them unfairly. Sure. Um, but when several of my other harassers or say a whole scary website, yeah, that's, you know, like I know some amount of my harassers are, are transphobic, sure. are attacking me for the wrong reasons. Um, Do you get attacked and... for the right reasons? I don't, I don't that, think so. Okay. I don't, I don't know what, like, I think, I think a lot of, I think I've been, by some, I, by some people I've been framed in a way that um, people hate me, but if they got to know me, they wouldn't hate me. And I think there are some people that hate me. and if they got to know me, they would still hate me. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, and that, so, and that yeah, kind of gets okay. to this, 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 so there's this kind of, if, if you don't mind, this kind of a segue into timeline point number two, which yeah, is please. one of my first, one of my first streams back, uh, I was trying to play Celeste and it was a mess. I've, what I did is I put my sub only mode on for a while. I'm confused. What can, I do. When you said first stream back, what what can I lost you there? Did oh, happen? like let's just say the first stream since the trust and safety council announcement. It was either the first or the oh, second. so so it was just the announcement that got people like targeting you, just that you were on oh, the trust and safety council. A hundred percent. We're not even we're not even at, at any of the clips. I've said I'm already I'm already harassed how are, and how getting are people docked. chosen for the trust and safety council do you know uh i'm not entirely sure i think i i yeah i don't um there's a there's yeah i don't know the process i was just approached by um two lovely people okay 
I'm kind of curious. Like, can I toss out another little Kohler's thought? And let me, yeah, Seth, sure. if I overstepped in any way, do you feel like I'm being disrespectful or, or anything? Sometimes no, I, I do. you've been fine. Okay. And I'll I'll do my best to let you know if Yeah, if please let me know. It. So I, I sometimes find that like challenging people's assumptions is something that we do on stream and just so we can clarify our understanding. But there's a part of me that says like, you know, the trust and safety council, if we really want to understand like how to manage Twitch and if we want it to be representative of Twitch, there's got to be a flaming incel on there. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh yeah yeah i think that that probably would have helped you know i mean are you being sarcastic I'm, I'm really curious what do you think no. it was no i think that i would have helped with my harassment i don't yeah. know if it would have helped the well i would have helped the council more perspectives broader perspectives the better and like yeah i have some weird I, well i don't know weird isn't really the word i'm i'm willing to speak my mind and have have inflammatory perspectives like this voice chat thing which is something i've set up for i appreciate know? And I think that. that's part think of why i was selected for this council is because i will speak my perspective and like that's awesome even i i feel like i'm guided by my own moral compass um that that's I'm clear proud of. i think it's awesome that you speak stuff thank you yeah thank you anyway so sorry for derailing you again so it sounds like trust that's and okay. safety council happened uh you know, the internet started going, eee. am I doing that right? Yeah. Yeah. And if I can be just a little bit salty. Yeah. I, uh, go for it. Salt away. <laughs> all this, this, the announcement came before our first meeting, um, which I think is just, it's frustrating because I feel like, I feel like, I, I feel like it would have been more impactful if the council had met a few times, if we had accomplished something, if we could bring something to the table. But instead, I think Twitch was really excited to be like, here's a new initiative. Um, and it's just part of my personal philosophy. And I think a lot of other people's philosophies too, that like, when you talk about something you're going to do or something you're working on or planning, like, I think it you're less likely to follow through on it because you're yeah. kind of cashing in on the idea before it like reaches fruition. Yeah, so. I'm with you 100%. We literally talk, I, I mentioned that concept on stream actually last week. And, and you know, in, in the Hindu and Buddhist traditions, there's this practice called mantra or mantra. And it's like mm -hmm. you chant something, and but you keep it secret. And one of the key things about mantra practice is if you disclose your mantra to other people, it diminishes its power. And that, yeah, that sure. airing things actually diminishes their power, which is useful in the case of trauma because you're airing things that are eating you up inside and it diminishes mm -hmm. their power to eat you up. But if you have something good and you air it out, then it diminishes its power and you're just kind of bragging and you're all talk and no walk. There's something <laughs> definitely there. Okay, yeah. so so you were salty because... So this is kind of a side. Yeah. Okay, so then you I, went I, back I to... Move on. Yeah, so we went back to streaming. <laughs> yeah, we went back to streaming. We went back to streaming, and I'm trying to talk to my chat. And uh, um, I I mean, I say a lot of things in that stream. And I, I mean, that mean, of course... Well, I'm just like, I'm interacting with my with my viewers. I'm engaging with my trolls. I'm, I'm saying that, like, the <laughs> volume trolls. of words... Okay. <laughs> the volume of words I am producing is is great. Okay. Um, which is kind of maybe the first problem is that like now people have their like pick of what they can sure. clip out of context yep. for me. 
Um, and then the 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 first thing that really goes viral is I say, you know, I think a lot of you gamers are white supremacists. And I think I think most people saw that clip. Um, and uh, uh, that that was that was in response to to the previous, I mean, the stresses I've talked about and to, you know, comments of, of people, um, you know, arguing for ethno states in my chat. Like it was like, I was actually reading uh, Nazi ideology in, in my chat room at the time. Um, What's that? But it's, it's like, it's like absurd. It's like, and I think that's that's where a lot of this like, there's like, it's weird because it's so inflammatory, it's so terrible, and a lot of people say that. I stutter every time I say a lot now, by the way, because I like crutch on the word a lot. Like I use it a, a lot. You've been traumatized <laughs> to mean to mean a, like Pay a attention. you know, um, and. Uh, some people love to speak they they use they use nazi symbolism and speak nazi ideology to get a reaction they like to they do that to troll and i'm i'm willing to i'm willing to think and i want to think that the majority of people um that are using like say say nazi words and use nazi symbolism are doing it to troll and don't really believe it but I also know that some amount are serious. And when you leave room for jokes, you leave room for people to be radicalized mm -hmm. and like actually get exposed to these Colonel dangerous Andrews, right? ideas. Yeah. To every joke. And you know, it kind of, it's kind of, it's like a weird spectrum and it kind of percolates up to this idea that I think the most mainstream kind of uh, uh, ideology, how, how, I don't know, words, um, there's this idea that some people in society are like invalid of existing in that society. And people um, feel this in different ways, but like, like there are plenty of people that think that disabled individuals should just not exist. Like if you can't have a job, if you're poor, if you're on welfare, you are better off dead. Uh, and and I think uh, way too many people believe this either consciously or subconsciously. Sure. Um, and there's lots of reasons why they do. And I think it's really it's really scary. And that's something that like trans trans people face all the time i mean sure. one of the largest things i hear is that i'm mentally ill and therefore should kill myself um sorry i should have i feel like i should have had a content warning for saying that i forget there's like a chat and everything here um Was but that i i'm confused uh a casual reference of of suicide is uh can be a, a bit much for people i guess okay and not i guess it is um so uh, but I, I mean, I hear that a lot, and it's it's this. So, and anyway, I guess I just went on another tangent. Um, but I find your tangents the... to be helpful, Steph. Cool. I, I think they give us a lot of color. 
Um, Thank you. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. You know, it's interesting because you say like some people talk about other people not being allowed to exist. I wonder. So it, I, I've certainly seen that in terms of hatred towards a particular ethnicity or gender identity or, or sexuality or whatever. I'm curious, what do you think about Nazis? Should they be allowed to exist? Um, I think there is a paradox of tolerance that to be tolerant, you need to be intolerant of intolerance. Um, some real five head stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so, uh, yes, I would say. Um, but you know, I think I think we should judge each person, um, kind of on their impact on others. And if if someone is hurting many other people, um, I don't think they should like not exist. But I think they should get help, and they should be in a place where they aren't able to hurt as many people or, you know, deplatformed, for example. You, they should be deplatformed. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Thanks for, was that an okay question? Yeah. Yeah. I think it really helps me understand kind of what your viewpoint is. Um, okay. So kind of going back to the timeline. So it sounds like you started getting a lot of hate and then you made the statement that most, are you gamers or most Oh, you gamers, did it. Okay, but see, see, that's, you you did the thing where people think I said most gamers are white supremacists or all gamers or the yeah, majority so, of gamers. But right. the, the actual quote is, I think a lot of you gamers. Yeah, so, so if you pay attention to what I did, I tossed out two or three different phrases because I wasn't sure yep. exactly what the quote was. Uh-huh. So I said, you gamers or most gamers, or I was going to ask you actually, like, what was the right, actual sure. quote again? Sorry to interrupt you, but no, uh, okay. I mean that's just that's like here all the time. I mean, like like when when I enter a new room or something, and people, um, this is this is an anecdote from VR chat. Actually, I'm I'm on VR chat quite a bit. Uh, I had a uh, you know people sometimes figure out who I am, and they're like, oh my gosh, she's the one. She's the one that said all gamers are white supremacists. And mm. I'm like, no, I was I was just trying to call out some of the people in my chat. Like I was trying to say it how I saw it to people in in my chat and and uh but because i use the word phrase a lot uh i was i opened myself up to the subjective idea of what a lot means and that that gave people the power to write and create hate content that made it out that i that i thought most gamers or the majority of gamers then that like permeated this like public consciousness that like i said most many or all yeah and and just to be clear so i i want to point this out so i i think that's just what happened between you and i right so like i said you said you gamers or most gamers and maybe the vod will crucify me but i i think what i'm noticing is that you picked out a particular thing that i said and judged my statement based on that piece of it, which is normal, by the way. Does that make sense? Right. Not so entirely I, following. I, I was stumbling along, trying mm -hmm. to recall what exactly your phrasing was. Right. And so I said something like, "I think in the VOD show, maybe it's a perception of uh, me memory error on my part, but I was I remember kind of thinking what I thought in the moment was like I don't remember exactly what the phrasing was, like you or most." 
And the second I said most, your mind kind of picked up on it. And then you kind of jumped in and you said, you see, you just did it. And to which I would say, yeah, absolutely. I may have done that because I my perception could have been incorrect. I may have just judged you based on an, I may have made a nuanced argument collapse into a simple judgment. But at the same time, I think that's exactly what you did to me. Because I was actually looking for the right word and then mm -hmm. what your mind latches onto, which is normal, by the way. I'm not trying to blame you for it. I think it's just a sure. really common principle that we tend to do, which is part of the reason why the internet is the way that it is, is that once we get burned by something, we start looking for it. Which is like normal. Like, so like it's evolutionary that if I get bit by a snake, I'm going to be paranoid about ropes. Yeah. And, but yeah, there's a, there, I think there's a significant difference between saying there's a lot of white supremacists in my chat, which isn't, I mean, that isn't the direct quote, but just, just for, for example, to say there's a lot, you know, that can, that can mean, that can mean 10, like 10 is a lot. But when you, when you change that phrasing to most, most absolutely more it, than 50%, it becomes a, more than 50%. Yeah. And it also becomes something that's larger than my chat itself, which is important for, for like framing how, how people have been attacking what, me. What do you mean by that? Me it means it's, it's been, it's, it becomes something that I'm not just referring to my chat anymore. I'm referring to all gamers. Got it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm sorry for jumping on that, but it is. No, no, I think it's good that like, you did. I think it's fine that you jumped um, on it. I think it's normal to jump on it. Because I've been trying to defend myself on this since the start. It would be a different thing if I misspoke, if I said most, but I didn't. And I think that there's a huge difference. Um, and I think a big part of why people have been attacking me is because they think on a personal level that I have called them a white supremacist unfairly. I see. Um, and what is it like to be so misunderstood or being judged for being judged in for something that you didn't say? Um, it is exhausting in a word. It is, I have to, I'm constantly trying to correct myself and um, it feels like my voice has been taken away. Um, if you watched a YouTube video about me, uh, any, anyone in my chat, sorry, I said my chat, that's a, that's a reflex, your chat. I'm not stealing my your chat, chat your Dr. Chat. K. I, <laughs> I, liked the, I liked the way you said my trolls earlier. Like, it's like you had these little oh, yeah. trolls hanging out in your, like, like they do well. It's not my chat. It's not your chat stuff. It's Twitch chat. Right. They yeah, own themselves. Totally. Yeah, that's 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 the truth. If any of y'all have seen a video of me, no, no, not a single one of those YouTube creators asked for my opinion, asked for my voice, or properly looked into context for me. None of them cared to hear me. Um, they wanted to make me look as bad as possible to generate clicks and revenue for themselves, or they just were trying to, you know, do the best job they could. I mean, I guess that's 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 the most kind way I could see it. Um, but even then, I don't think they did a very good job because they didn't listen to me or hear me out. Yeah, so Steph, there's something that I'm trying to like understand. 
which is like there's something oh god this is gonna get so taken out of context there's something like incredibly juicy and succulent about you as a target oh yeah like, like there's something about either what you say or what you do or your appearance or your identity i don't know what it is but there's something about you that people like seem to really love to hate what's your understanding of that i think i am unashamed to be authentically me i uh am different i um i mean uh jeez if we move down the timeline you might you might understand a little bit yeah, better yeah so let's do I... that then maybe we can table that question and we'll get to our answer sure um Sorry, Seb, I keep on derailing you from your timeline. I really oh, want to I, hear Oh, I'm, I'm, he- I'm, I'm, I'm here. This is great. This is great. Yeah. We're, like, going through it together, and I like that we're doing this in, like, chronological order. It's it's nice. Um, So, well, the thing is, I was... I was a little bit, I guess, provocative is the word on my on my next stream, because um, I was frustrated. Uh, I was I was frustrated that I was being taken out of context and that kind of thing, um, and uh, people were were spreading this this misinformation that I was I was a deer or I believed that I was a deer. Um, uh, I am I am I'm just a furry. I think that it, it it's uh, I am like hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to describe that because uh, furry can mean a lot of things, but I feel I in general I feel very welcome in the furry community, especially the furry community in VR chat. I have an affinity for for deer. I think deer are really cute and and pretty. They make me go ah a lot. Uh, on some level, I wish I had fur and a tail. Like like if I could choose my body, if I could be like some kind of avatar, uh, you know, I would in a transhumanist kind of way like i would love to make those modifications what does um, that mean i i still don't understand what a furry is and i certainly don't know what transhumanist means uh transhumanist is like if you like it it can be a furry thing but maybe it's more easily understood as like kind of like a cyberpunk future kind of way would also be transhumanist so in the idea like i wish i had a mechanical arm that did all these things or if i if i had the ability to have a mechanical arm that had had special powers like deus ex i would do it or um i have i have a friend who uh is so like becoming a feels cyborg? like she's in yeah like becoming a cyborg or like is, is what that, you that mean really transhumanist yeah Okay. So yeah. someone has like a prosthetic leg, does that make them transhumanist? By by some. By some definitions, yeah, I would. Okay. So is someone who's transhumanist no longer human? Or what does that mean? I'm... No. No. They're like they're like upgrading their their biological they're still human, but they're like upgrading their form in some way. Hmm. They're like yeah, it's like a it's like a transformation into something better and like an idealized transformation, which um, you can see there's a, there's a lot of overlap within the trans community and these these other things. You know, we I I have transitioned. I have you know, which is largely because I have a, a preference for estrogen. It works better for my brain. 
Um, but it's like changed my physical form and that kind of thing. And um, in a way that is, uh, I really, <laughs> I don't, I don't have, I don't have like super nuanced uh, answers to your questions, but I hope, I hope you know you where I'm getting that with that. Well, well yeah. Okay. So can you tell me what it means to be a furry? Like, I think I don't want to represent the entire furry community. Uh, I don't, I don't want to like, I especially don't want to misrepresent them. But I think to be a furry, you would, you wish your body had animal attributes. Um, Hold on. Like, wish your body had. Okay, keep going. Thanks for pausing. Uh, like, like fur or a tail. And I think people can have like uh, dysphoria about that too. Um, like, you know, feeling like they should have a tail or they are sad that they don't have one, etc. cetera. Uh, there's also furry, furry feelings of like, uh, furries in my experience are also, and kind of myself included, are trying to be kind of more uh, in touch with their natural animalistic side, like kind of, I guess, the the inverse of being civilized, like whatever, whatever you feel like civility is, you know, do we really need that? Can, can we just make, yeah, primal, primal noises, primal, primal expressions of, of emotion and that kind of thing and trying to get in touch with that is also uh, something that you see in the furry community. Okay. Um, and the furry community is also like, uh, is is kind of like a safe space and and in for for queer people and a lot of queer people go to the queer community and the queer community, like the queer community and the furry community are very very intermax inter intermingled because they're both societally like outcast in in some regard. They're allies. The enemy of yeah. my enemy is my friend. Yeah, yeah. And and sure. what is it what does it mean to be queer? Uh queer is um you know, that's <laughs> I don't think I've ever been asked that and and it should be an easy question, but it's a, it's it's a lot of things. To be queer to me is like it's like the largest of the umbrella terms, like of trans is an umbrella and and gay is an umbrella, like queer is the umbrella of umbrellas. So um, what is it an umbrella for? Uh, any sexual or uh, any sexuality or identity or gender identity that is outside of the norm. Um, norm meaning heteronormative and cisgendered. Hetero, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so, so queer is anything that is not heterosexual or cisgender straight yeah, yeah. cisgender heterosexual okay. correct thanks thanks for clarifying some of these terms because like yeah you know, my I... definition of queer comes from the toxic internet which is that it's something that you call your teammates when they disappoint you in video games when you make a mistake right 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 and that's not and the yeah i i personally i don't consider queer a slur i think it's it's just a lovely large umbrella yeah um, yeah but some I'm people not... would yeah, what I'm saying is right. that, like, the reason I'm asking for a clarification is because words get used a lot by people who mean something entirely different. Right? Like, when I feed in my lane in Dota, my experience of the word queer is that's what I get called. But yeah, that's sure. not 
I don't think that's what it's supposed to mean. <laughs> um, and I actually really appreciate you redefining what the norm is, because I think it's better for people to say that, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you there. You're you're welcome, I suppose, is the right answer. Mm. <laughs> um, so so when, when you kind of say, like, when you identify as a furry, and I get that you don't represent the entire community, because I think a big part of what we do here is that the assumption that we're talking to one person, right? And and what right. we try to do here is understand what about this person or what about this conversation applies to me? Like that's the whole foundation of AOE healing, that mm -hmm. we can have one conversation with an individual person. Something about that person can resonate with everyone else who's watching. So can you right. just tell us what it means to you to be a furry? Uh, yeah, well, I would like to get more in touch with my with my primal side. I think when I'm really comfortable, I make a lot of uh, in, immediate like impulse noises to emotional stimulus, um, especially when I'm feeling safe. And that's something I want to foster and get better at because I feel like that helps the people I love understand me and, and like know know how I'm feeling like immediately. I feel like stuff like that we've we've lost um and but does that uh, make you different from other people like making primal noises when you feel emotionally safe isn't that like just part of being human um, or am yeah. i missing something there i think that's that's it i think it is but i think a lot of people repress that so i don't think that necessarily makes me a furry but like maybe it makes me a human furry in the sense that like i am uh trying to be more of a human animal instead of like this civilized you know idea of what a human should be okay interesting okay that that's helpful so you think like a lot of civilization is restrictive yeah yeah like, and we in general of I think... underwear instead of free <laughs> yeah sure right? so totally yeah. totally yeah and uh well and i think a lot of these systems like it's it's a shame I, I think a lot of people are more have are way more beautiful than they know and they're they are trying to be something else that is not themselves and i really wish to inspire authenticity into people um and that's something that like is i something i like about being trans you know um because my my i wear my authenticity in that sense like i know i'm trans I know I'm a woman, like, I know this transition was right for me. Um, and hopefully that can help inspire other people to take on what other, whatever transition they're looking for in their life and like, and make, make the change to be more of them. I know we have a timeline to get through, but man, do I have so many questions. So let's do the timeline. And then I would love to hear your perspective about what it means to be trans and how would someone know if they're trans. But let's get through the timeline. Can I table that? Get to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's finish the way, timeline. Um, finish the timeline. I mean, it's ongoing. We got. <laughs> okay. I mean, so we've what, gotten what two happened? days okay. or so, like two or three days. Okay. I'm not going to respond. Go. I should stay silent. <laughs> I shall let you reclaim your voice, Steph. Oh, thank you. You've been you've been you've been great, Dr. K. Thank you so much for having me on. Um. So, okay. Even that is sort of authoritarian, isn't it? I will let you reclaim your voice. Interesting, right? As if it's mine to let you yeah. reclaim. Sort of the very opposite of... Anyway, I promise I'll be quiet. 
Let me just put it that you way. Don't, you don't have to be. Where where were we? Okay, so uh yeah, so there's the second comment. And then yeah, day three. So I get a little I get a little trolly on on the third the third event. And this is this is something I kind of regret. And I was talking about people taking things out of context and I was trying to make a point, uh like a like a tangible point about how things are taken out of context. And I say that like I, I preface what I'm about to do with you know, watch this get taken out of context too. And then I say something along the lines of, uh, like, I'm a deer. I think I'm a deer. I love to prance outside my backyard and eat grass. And and then I say, okay, like, that was a joke. Like, I, I don't mean that. And of course, of course, I knew what was going to happen. You were and for some reason, stuff. I poked it anyway. I poked that universe anyway. And... <laughs> I just let it happen. I made it happen. But in a way it was empowering, but in a way it was totally the wrong the wrong thing to do. I don't I still don't know. I kind of <sighs> maybe things that are empowering are the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So what happened? Ooh. Everywhere. Everywhere. Some like prominent some I don't I don't want to like I don't I don't want to shout out some Especially some prominent, like, right-wing personalities. <laughs> Especially a specific, uh, very popular radio talk show host aired that clip on on their show talking about how ridiculous the leftist media and Twitch has gotten to hire a person who believes they're a deer on their uh, advisory council. And, uh, oh my gosh. I underestimated how poor journalistic integrity is these days. Because <laughs> if I, anyone had looked into it, right? If anyone had even I mean, like... So, Steph, I don't think you underestimated. I know I'm supposed to shut up, but I can't help myself. Sure. You didn't underestimate journalistic integrity. You you underestimated the succulence of you. <laughs> yeah, the succulence of me. That's the best word. You just... You just titled my autobiography. Right? Like, I mean, you can't give the dankest memers in the universe su something so juicy. It's it's not about journalism. Like, what do you think these people are? Right. You're right. It's You're the right. dankest, so... sweetest, highest quality. It's delicious. It is. I gave them what they venison. wanted. Venison. You I gave, gave them, them exactly. Yes, I gave them exactly what they you wanted. can't expect them not to eat it. Come on. You and I knew they would. I told them knew, they would. You, you, but but at least I said, at least I said, like, you're going to eat this, you know? At yeah. least in a way, like, that gave me, that gave me some strength to be like, yeah. do you want this? <laughs> Boy, do they want it. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> and then, okay, so uh, what happened next? Uh, I mean, that's, oh, okay. And then, and then kind of simultaneously, um, this is, I mean, this is getting into more of my, like, ooh. Yeah, so that's that's event two out of three. There's a third event that I think I have, I have in a, in a little bit of a way, avoided because it's, um, it's more, it's more personal. Um, but I reached the top of live stream fails. Congratulations. Um, oh, yeah. M multiple. Multiple top live stream fails finishes. Thank that's, you. I, I maybe this is a speed it. run. Any percent. 
first place or so I guess it's 100% uh, live stream fails um, for some really old content of me getting head scratches by my lovely partner. Um, and making I was it was it was a cozy stream. It was disclaimered and it was mature, although I don't believe I, I nothing about it was sexual. Um, where I was lying on some pillows just here in this room, and my partner was giving me gentle touches on my on my scalp and head, and I was uh, trying to be as primal as possible and and making noises of enjoyment. Um, I that was never sexual. I was I was never aroused. It was just an intimate moment between me and my partner that I wanted to demonstrate for the world. Uh, but that became the infamous deergasm um, that was high quality, juicy, cringe content for the world. Um, so thank you for your noble sacrifice stuff. <laughs> You know, I hope I know I, I, I can't not even I hope I know I know I know it awakened some things and some people. Yeah, so you're damn right. It's OK. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder about like, you know, all the deergasm, whether that's some amount of projection, which is when they insert their own feelings into what you see in another person. Just kind of curious. Definitely. Yeah. And okay. it's like, you know, it's like, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Like that. It's just so clearly not an orgasm by like my like but it's uh it's, it's it's funny it's funny in that way it's funny in that way because um i think it's obviously not an orgasm or anything sexual but i think the uninformed eye or the i well, guess I mean, people most of, uh, most of twitch has never experienced an orgasm so they don't know what one looks like thank you dr k <laughs> i didn't want to say it <laughs> I gotta, I gotta check, I gotta check chat. No, it's too easy. It's too easy. Deep within me is a troll as well, and I just can't help. I can't help myself sometimes. It's too. The bait is just too succulent. But that's me. Um. So, so what happened after that? Um. Well, that's 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 the that's like the whole reason the internet's mad at me dr k we're we're like we're there and we're just three months later i'm seeing i'm i see mad? a lot of yeah i see a lot of subtle death threats uh there's a oh, lot wow. of there's a lot of there's a lot of people posting deer hunter memes you know if you're a deer then is it legal for me to kill you in hunting season i've heard that probably close upwards of 500 times um and uh, there's been some serious, serious death threats. Uh, my wow, that's terrible. My address has been leaked. Uh, I have been doxxed. Um, I want to move. I want to get out of here because it just takes one person yeah. to want wow, to come kill me stuff. to kill me. And you're uh, saying a lot of scary stuff, but you're smiling a little bit. Uh, yeah, because I'm trying to like channel the absurdity of it and trying to make light of it, and you know everything's kind of a joke to me. Um, I mean, that's it's just a coping mechanism, really. Um, and it's also something that, like, while yeah, it's it's, it's traumatic and it's like on ongoingly traumatic. Um, thank you for helping me like say that. By the way, uh, it's. 
in a way I'm detached from it uh, because for my own sanity, like in a way it's, it's, it's not, it's not right now. I think if you, if we actually had that interview several months ago, uh, it would have been, you know, it would have been still fresh, but now it's something that I'm like settling into is like, yeah, it's a fact of my existence. Like it's, it's absurd in a lot of ways. Sense. I mean, you use the word detached. Like it feels a little bit almost dissociated, you know, because yep. it, that's what happens when we get traumatized. It's like we just say, like, "Oh, this can't be real." And, yep. And you can't you you can't sit with the thought of what you're actually facing because that would destroy you as a person. Mm -hmm. I would not be able to function. So I gotta. Yeah. And you know, 2020 sucks for 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 most people too. Like it's 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 a rough year for all of us disassociating is the mood into our into our nightmare rectangles that's that's my name for a phone ah nightmare rectangles. i don't think i coined it but yeah, yeah. um hmm. so that's that's sort of the I, I mean i couldn't tell if that was sort of the end of the timeline because the timeline's not over yet um but you know you were kind of saying that like that was like the third point so now you're still sort of dealing with this stuff it seems like it's persistent but not quite is acute as it was mm -hmm. when you skyrocketed to the top of LSF. Yep. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. It sounds really rough. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for giving me the ability to. Like, it feels really good to be able to speak. Um, can I uh, ask a couple of questions? Sure. So can you tell us uh, what it means to be trans? Can you help me understand that concept? Yeah, to be to be trans um, generally is a feeling of dysphoria for your gender identity or your gendered expression, or a feeling of euphoria for your preferred gender identity and gender expression, or 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 both. Um, uh, to me, um, so what does dysphoria mean? Dysphoria means a feeling of like uncomfortability with your body. It's kind of like your brain is expecting your body to be one thing, and that's when, gender dysphoria or dysphoria in general. That's just that's dysphoria in general. Oh, so so you're so you're saying that dysphoria is something about the physical form, a feeling about the physical. Form. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's like a, it's like, can, and that manifests like a disappointment when you look in the mirror or, you know, when you see your body or that kind of thing. It's like an incongruence with what you wish you were seeing or, or your mental expectation to uh, reality. So what is euphoria? People, euphoria would be a feeling of, of, uh, it would be like the opposite. It would be feeling like joy at like what you're seeing or what, what you look at when you. So, so my understanding is that that's like, that's gender dysphoria or gender euphoria. So, sure. But that euphoria is just feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But so like, if you, so, so if a trans euphoric, yeah. yeah, but also a trans woman often putting on a skirt and doing a twirl is euphoric. Yeah. And that yeah. means you have gender euphoria because yeah. you have, presented okay. femininely and it feels good and that is enough in my mind to to transition uh you know we all should be 
which is kind of a little bit contentious. Some people believe that you have to feel bad to transition, but I think we should all be choosing our best lives and like trying to chase happiness um, where, wherever we go. And so, so if I'm understanding you correctly, like, so to be trans is to have a dissatisfaction with when you look at yourself in the mirror mm -hmm. and to have a satisfaction when your outward appearance or your body mirrors something of your mental expectation. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot for explaining that. I'm going to, is it okay if I share like my, some of my experiences working with trans people and how they've described it to me? Yeah. And there, I mean, there's definitely more I could say. Oh yeah. But, so please say more. Um, I mean, I think there's also, it, it's also a hormonal thing often. Um, so it can be, it can also be a dissatisfaction or with testosterone or a satisfaction with testosterone and, and the inverse. Um, I found myself disliking how testosterone felt in me and that was one of the largest drives for me to try estrogen and try blocking testosterone and um that that was kind of the doorway to opening up my trans identity uh but i come from i actually come from a biochemistry background um so that was kind of like i looked at it tried to look at it in like a very chemical kind of way mm -hmm. like you know and I, I feel like my brain was always meant to be on estrogen like that was just better for me and and i have so not how did you feel back. on testosterone um i felt you know it, it's a little bit difficult because it's you know it's been so long ago it's like a whole different person ago i've like gone through a different i've gone through a second puberty and now i have emerged a totally different entity than mm. than the me on testosterone i, I feel um and uh, I, I felt like I didn't have as much emotional resolution. Um, and I kind of feel like I should disclaim this, like, you know, when you accept yourself and transition at the same time, it can be kind of hard to differentiate what is, what is from accepting yourself and understanding your mental state better and what is from these hormones you're taking. Um, and it's like... You know, it, it's it's both. Uh, but I felt I felt like, um, but also estrogen has increased my sensitivity to lights, sounds, tastes, and smells. Um, and I feel like I have a greater emotional bandwidth. Like uh, like sadness is many different colors instead of just you know a, a generalized feeling of being sad. Now I I feel like I can understand a lot more of the nuance. Um, sounds like a hack. Sounds like an emotional hack. Yeah. Sounds I'm, like a I, I mean, we're like, we're here living, I choose your own hormone adventure, you know? All you need to justify a transition is the, any transition, in my mind, is uh, feeling beyond a reasonable doubt that it's going to be what, what's, what's, it's going to improve your life. It's going to make you feel better. Okay. So um, is it okay if I share kind of my perspective? So what I'd like to do is like sure. uh, ask a couple of questions, which may come across as challenging, but I want to share my perspective of understanding transgender and sort of get your thoughts on that. So here's the okay. first thing. Um, so I had a couple of, of people that I worked with that really explained this to me well. So I think my best understanding 
of transgender or really what I think helped me as a cis male understand transgender is to t- like take your cis. So let's take cis men. Okay. So like most, I guess I do think that 51% of Twitch chat is cisgendered. Um, statistically, I could be wrong here. I don't really know. And so like, you know, go buy a pair of high heels and go buy a dress your choice if you want to get makeup and jewelry and whatnot and put those on. And the second you put those on, you are going to feel intensely uncomfortable. Look at yourself in the mirror and it's going to feel icky. It's going to be feel weird. It's going to feel awkward. Now, that is the way that a transgender person feels before they transition every single day. Yes. How's that for a description? I think it's the best way that I've come to understand what it's like to empathize with a transgender person. Um, the first time I got brave enough to go to a thrift store and find a dress, it wasn't even, I mean, it's, it's not like the, it's not a very pretty dress even. Uh, and like, it's not even, it wasn't even like a great dress, but I, I managed to get a dress and I put it on and I loved how I looked so much. I wore it as much as I possibly could for like four days. I was just jumping around my apartment because I felt finally liberated and free. And that part of me that like I had repressed for so long, like at some point I learned that me wearing a dress was wrong, that me expressing femininity was wrong. And that was like locked away until until I finally was able to like overcome that. Um, and it, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, that's the best way I can understand it in terms of like the intense discomfort you feel and the relief that you feel when you get out of those clothes is sort of like what a transgender person feels like. Now, I I have a couple of questions for you. So like, let's say that I, when I look at myself in the mirror, I have a feeling that my nose looks wrong. And then I decide to have surgery to fix my nose. What do you think about that? Um, I think... I think that uh, if your nose looking wrong or your discomfort, your nose severely impacts your mental health, that you should get surgery or, or you know, try to try to improve your perception of yourself either through surgery or yeah i mean i i'm i'm down so i think I'm, you should i'm gonna disagree with you is that okay for me to do yeah that's fine so i come from kind of honestly stuff i'm i'm really conflicted about some of this stuff because i see two sides of a coin on the one hand like it really helps me understand like the trans person's perspective and like i said that's the that's the perspective that helped me understand trans the best and the one that made the most sense to me. And it makes a lot of sense that like, you know, if you just feel like you're in the wrong skin to get into the right skin. The, 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 the confusion that I have, because this is an internal disagreement. It's not that I disagree with you. It's that I disagree with parts of myself. Cause I understand that. Like that's, I get what I just explained. I have this other part that comes from like more of an Eastern tradition of like yoga and meditation and stuff like that which actually posits that our sense of identity on the whole is actually like false. And that what truly makes us human is not gender, 
is not letters after my name, is not a particular age, and that there is some sort of inescapable humanness that is our truest form of self. And that the more that you peel back identity, the closer you become to your true self. And so I get a little bit conflicted because also as a psychiatrist, I've been trained that some people have something called body dysmorphia. And, and so like, you know, homosexuality used to be a psychiatric illness. I probably, to a certain degree, transgenderism used to be a psychiatric illness. Now we describe something called gender dysphoria, which kind of focuses on the dis or gender identity disorder. It doesn't necessarily mean that gender identity is disordered. It means that some people have a pathology associated with gender identity, right? It's like it, the, the disorder is not, doesn't define, it's not that your gender identity or gender identity can cause a disorder, but can, it can also not cause a disorder. And so what I kind of struggle with is that like what I'm hearing you say, and I understand like one side of it, right? Just kind of like I explained. But what I'm kind of confused by is like, at what point do we let feelings determine identity? You know, so th there's a part of me for like my yogic training actually tells me that feelings should be the last thing to determine identity because feelings are just feeling and who I am is who I am. And my feelings do not define me as a human being. I'm curious, what do you think about that? Um, do you, can, how do you feel about happiness? Like, is, is, is happiness something that we should pursue? How do you define happiness? Um, uh, dopamines? Serotonins? Nope. Uh, I don't think that's something we should pursue. Okay. Interesting. Right? So, like, if I believed that dopamine was worth pursuing for its own sake, I would be okay with cocaine use. I'm not okay with cocaine use. Huh. Yeah. Right. I mean, me neither. But, um... That's real quick shot of dopamine right there. It is. It is. But it's incredibly harmful to long-term dopamine sure. generation. You know, you gotta, I should like, min-max your dopamine farming. Yeah, but I, I know <laughs> it sounds... For sustainability. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. ahead. So I, I don't even think that's a good idea. So, yeah. so, so like, this is where I think happiness, like, what is happiness? Is it the chasing of, like, positive feelings? No. I think what we should chase is, like, calmness, tranquility, contentment, and peace, which is not necessarily happiness. Right, right. I definitely am in the camp of, like, we should be chasing, chasing happiness. And, um, but I think you can definitely get happiness from you know, calmness, tranquility, and like meditation is like an important part of, of being a happy being. Um, and I mean, we should all be, we should all be looking for better, but I think a quest to pursue happiness is, is worth it on its own. And I, I, I feel like I, I I have a personal philosophy that people, if people pursued, if people were maybe a little more selfish and pursued their happiness more, they could, um, they could live better lives. 
and and make changes to like Im improve where they're at and to a point like feel like it, it, there's so much like accepting a bad situation and being at peace with your bad situation uh at what point do you like try to manifest change for better so i think that accepting your bad situation is the first step to manifesting change i don't mm -hmm. think that the two are mutually exclusive Sure. I think actually a lot of the problems that we run into in terms of why people are stuck is because they don't accept where they are. They focus too much on where they want to be. They mm -hmm. focus too much about finding happiness if dot, dot, dot. I would be right. happier if dot, dot, dot. If I was in, you know, a different place. If I had a girlfriend, if I had more money, if I was promoted, if I was this, if I was that if I was in a different body, mm -hmm. right? So like a lot of what you described makes sense to me in terms of like feelings and, and identity and dysphoria. Like when I look at myself in the mirror, I imagine that I would be happier if I did not have my dad bod with my dad gut. I look at myself and I, I strive and want to be more physically in shape. And I'm not so sure. I think it's fine to exercise. I think it's good to exercise. Personally, I, I am a little bit conflicted because at the same time, I think that like chasing after a particular external thing, and especially when I work with people with body dysmorphia, which I do believe is actually an illness, or Ill illness is, really isn't the right word. I do think it causes a lot of suffering. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And so I'm curious, what do you think about like body dysmorphia? And I'm happy to define it if you want go ahead yeah so it's like you know generally we think about people who look at themselves in the mirror or, and and are unsatisfied with what they see and go to great lengths to change things and sometimes even on an objective measure so like the, the most difficult patients i've ever had to deal with in my history as a psychiatrist is male bodybuilders with body dysmorphia they're every time they look in the mirror they're unsatisfied with what they see and it's, it's, you know, they make progress and they're still unsatisfied. And so I really struggle with the concept, the yogic side of me. So I like, I understand the transgender example because that sort of just makes sense to me. And on the flip side, the yogic side of me struggles because I, I, I don't really understand something feels wrong to me about letting your feelings determine who you are as a person. Right? Because something... This feels wrong to me when, when someone has been like raised in an abusive household and they feel like they're bad people and those are determined by the way that they feel. I do not believe that their identity is accurately determined by the way that they feel. Sure. Yeah. Whether it be narcissism or low self-worth. I'm just not sure. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I agree with you. You're certainly giving me something to think about. Like I, uh, um, it's tricky because I think if someone is like, if maybe we can go back to the nose example, if, if someone is, is, is fixating on the fact that they don't don't like their nose intensely, if it's like distracting them from their day to day, if it's a mental handicap for them to to, to have have something that they could 
and and they have the ability to change that. I think that they should to better their mental health. And especially like if you're talking about trans people that, you know, taking different hormones could liberate so many mental processes that they're not that are are spent um being uncomfortable with their body or or, or spent like spent on these feelings um then i think like i i fundamentally think that you you should act on on feelings but maybe not maybe not all feelings so i have to, i mean I, I certainly have to think about um uh, yeah yeah it's, it's certainly something for me to meditate on yeah i mean I, it's, it's something that i struggle with because like you know on on one hand of the spectrum like i sort of you know so my daughter loves to wear an elsa dress you know she like really loves like sometimes she'll just change at random times so, like she'll like get ready for the day and then like 3 30 will roll around and she's like i feel like being a princess so she'll go upstairs <laughs> and she'll just like change into her elsa dress and, you know, there's a part of me that that's kind of like, okay, like you do you, right? Like, so we want to support kids right. and let them be like who they are. And if you want to be a princess, then like by all means, go for it. There's another part of me that sort of wonders a little bit though. Like there's, there are some parts of me that are concerned. One is that like, ultimately what I'm teaching my daughter is that her happiness is dependent on the kind of clothing she wears or her perception of her identity or how she looks on the outside. That's not something I actually want to instill in my daughter. Like, there's a part of me that wants, like, because she asks for princess things, and as a parent, I'm like, absolutely, go for it. Like, you do you. And then, like, I'm conflicted, because then there's another part of me, like, what am I teaching her? That the clothing that you wear and the way that you look on the outside determines who you are? Because that I don't agree with at all. Like, I just don't know. Right. You know, so I, I just but get to... Yeah. I, I would say that her enjoyment has has value, right? Her Her positive feelings... You know, she's she wants she wants to enjoy this. She feels good. Completely like. Agree. And you so, know, and if you if, so then we if, then we go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I I think I think if you if you like you kind of you you're maybe running the risk of like hurting her enjoyment of a thing, to you know when you remind her that like this shouldn't matter in, in, in that sense that like. Uh, absolutely. So I think that's really tricky. Are you feeling okay, by the way, is it okay that we're having this discussion? Yeah, we're in a difficult, we're in difficult and kind of existential places, but I, I feel good. I'm comfortable. Okay. Uh, do you feel attacked or well, in any way? No. Okay. No. So, so I'm with you there too, because like, I kind of get what you're saying that, you know, I, I balk at the word should, like that she should be yeah, something, yeah. right? And so to sacrifice enjoyment for the sake of what she should be, because that I think is a whole different problem that I also react very negatively against, right? That we tell people that you're not allowed to be happy unless you are what I think you should be. That's a whole, I mean, that's how, you know, gender identity discrimination started, right? With, yeah. with that concept. So I, I, I take issue with that. And at the same time, I also kind of have this other side of the coin. And this is really why I struggle with this stuff is, you know, to, 
to chase good feelings, I think is also problematic from the yogic side, right? Because to say that like, hey, if it, if you feel happier doing it, go for it, right? Because, because then you kind of get back to like the trolls of the internet, because like, are we saying that they should sacrifice their trollish enjoyment for the sake of what we think they should be? Or are we saying, like, actually satisfying your enjoyment because of the way that you feel? And if you're like, if I'm a Nazi and it satisfies my sense, of, like, it gratifies my feelings to act, behave, or even portray myself in a particular way. Like, let's say I get a tattoo. Then, like, how do we navigate? Like, I, I just rub up against this issue of, like, feelings determining identity and chasing good feelings. There's like an emotional, there's like an emotional maturity and like emotional intelligence side to this of like not trying to hurt other people. Like it feels good to help other people. And um, if you, if you're chasing good feelings in a self-harming way, I don't think that's a good thing for you to be doing. If you're chasing feelings in a way that hurts other people, that makes other people's lives worse, I don't think you're 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 doing doing the right thing either. So I agree. I think that the tricky thing though is like this kind of comes back to your succulents. I think something about you really like gets at people. And I'm not saying that's bad, but I, I think like something about you like really rubs people the wrong way, right? And it could be because you're challenging things that need to be challenged. But it's kind of interesting because, like, I don't know why when they look at you. Like, it's fucking crazy stuff. Like, why are they doxing you? What did you do? Because there's no way that you said something. It just doesn't, it doesn't compute in my mind that you have the power to say anything that evokes the response that you've got. Yeah. Right? Well, I think... Right. I agree with you. I mean, it hasn't, I've been around for a long time and it hasn't gotten this bad until like Twitch endorsed me in the sense of hiring me. Definitely. As soon, like I wasn't, as soon as, as soon as Twitch, the entity gave me their endorsement, it became an issue that I was this way, that I am who I am. I say what I say. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think this is where, like, I, I once again, I'm kind of conflicted because that makes a lot, like, it just doesn't make sense that you're deserving of what happened to you. And at the same time, I feel like their reactions have some kind of dysphoria based on who you are. And in my experience, a lot of anger and hatred actually stems from hurt more than anything else. Mm-hmm. That, like, if you look at the incel community, like, I think there are a lot of people who have been hurt and that hurt somehow transforms in, into hatred. And now I get really confused because then it's like, it's kind of like, you know, is that woman responsible for hurting that that dude? Because I, I that doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. And and so so I, I think it just, it gets really confusing for me because I don't really know how to navigate. Okay, so, you know, gratifying your own feelings at the expense of others sounds bad. But now we get to this ridiculous situation where your existence hurts other people, right? Because that's what you said. Like you said, like they're tra- like they're just transphobic. And then like, 
Yeah, I'm just I'm confused. I don't I don't really know like how to sort through this because I have these two really strong conflicting kind of views. One is if I can lay those out to you. One is that like feelings the yogic part of me says that feelings should not determine identity. In fact, the more that you let your feelings determine identity, the more suffering you'll lead and the more false identity you'll build. That's what sort of yoga and Buddhism sort of says that if I like determine my identity based on a feeling of pride because I'm CEO of XYZ or I have a particular net worth, that's going to cause problems. How, how, do, how are trans people, like just in general, how do they reconcile their existence to, to that? You're the trans person. I don't know. Because I understand the okay. perspective. I understand the perspective of like, you know, if I, if I like put on high heels and a dress, that would feel really fucking uncomfortable. And it makes perfect sense to me that if I was in that, if I was in the position where I was waking up every day and society told me to wear high heels and a dress, I would completely get behind someone who says, I don't want to wear high heels and a dress. I want to wear jeans and a t-shirt. And I would support that okay. person 100%. Makes perfect sense to me. And it's conflicting with this other thing. All right. Yeah. Sure. Well, uh, um, I mean, we're all we're all out here trying to do our best, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm not, and and I don't think life is something to just drift drift through, in the sense of like, you know, mitigate. I don't think we should be mitigating emotions. I mean. <laughs> You're you're the expert on like this this philosophy that like I'm trying to quickly you know sure, sure. integrate and like understand, but um, you know I think I think life the we're gonna get really deep. I think I think one of the the fundamental purposes of of one of the, one of the fundamental joys of existing and life and and that kind of thing is appreciating art in in moments in in the present or just you know what other humans have made i think that's something that's like cool fundamentally awesome about the human consciousness that like we can make and share art uh and feel 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 things about it not just not just good mm. things but all things and i think i think in that way feelings give my life purpose uh they're like they're they're very important and they can be destructive and they can be dangerous and you know like uh new like new relationship energy is something i love because it makes me feel really good but i have to be very careful about like you know uh, uh about like not hurting people along the way when i go if i go and date and flirt with someone new like it's super exciting and fun and like I get all joyous and I jump around I have energy I'm I'm happy and and I like that I like being happy and I, I want to continue chasing those feelings um because I feel like they make me the kind of person that can also share that happiness with others um which is something I fundamentally like want to do is make other people happy and I think some of that <laughs> boy brain tangents I mean, some of that is definitely coming from like uh, old feeling of like trying to find worth in uh, a family that like 
you know, like, like I wasn't, I wasn't as academically gifted as my older brother, for instance. And, um, you know, so I, I found, I found value in like making puns. I've got a huge pun brain, by the way. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I like don't, I actually like suppress my, my punliness. I'm oh, really good at making puns, but I don't sad. do it. Why, why is it sad? Because I think the best part of what you have to offer the world may be puns. If it's what your brain was made for, then give it to us, dude. Yeah, sure, but I mean, there's there 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 are funnier jokes, and puns have a place in time and okay. should not be used as a substitute for conversation, in my opinion. And some people like instead of having a real conversation, kind of it was it was a behavior for me okay. that was distract destructive in the sense that like okay instead of yeah anyway um so i think i'm worth way more than my puns dr k okay <laughs> um but uh yeah so like i have this drive to make people happy and it is it does feel existentially fulfilling when i have a stream and i make people's day and you know they're going through something and like I can help them feel better. Like that is why I turn on the camera every time that I do. That's why I'm like driven to streaming as much as I am. It's like wanting to heal heal people and help them feel better. Interesting. Okay. So I mean I'm I'm hearing you kind of share my dichotomy. Because you're kind of saying that like, you know, flirtation and stuff makes you feel good. And I, I don't know if you quite said this, but that maybe that's not necessarily a healthy thing to chase. You have to be careful. Yeah, you can't yeah. just chase happiness. You absolutely not. Yeah, so I, th I think that's kind of the, the struggle. And I'm just kind of thinking about the people who are watching. And like one of the things that I really struggle with, it, you know, when I work with our community is like, how do they know which are the feelings to give into and which are the ones to overcome? Right. Which feelings do you chase and which feelings do you set aside? Like, how do you know? Like, and we get to this very, like, the best example I can think of is quitting. How do you know when, like, quitting is the right move and for you to say, like, okay, this actually isn't going to work. I should drop out of college. Or I'm, I'm going for, like, I'm trying to become a pro gamer and, like, now it's time to quit. Like, it's enough. Yeah. Enough and it is enough. You know, and when do you give in to that sense of wanting to give up? And when do you say to yourself, okay, even though I have these feelings, I'm not going to let them define me as a person. Because the really tricky thing, and, and this is the dichotomy that I run into, is like, on the one hand, I'm with you, right? Like, but there isn't always a clear answer. There are some times where letting your feelings, and this kind of goes back to your you know, something really rubbed me the wrong way with the way that you defined a furry, which was something about, you know, your identity is based on the wish that your body had animal attributes. And, and I, I don't know if I, I, I missed the first couple words of that definition, but there's just something that feels like scary to me about like having your identity be defined by your wishes. Like that just doesn't, I, I feel like what makes people human is not what they wish for. It's like what they are. Right. Right. So like, totally. you know, and, and maybe this just comes from medicine, but I'm specifically thinking about a you know, a kid with pediatric cancer and like, boy, there are a lot of wishes in the room, but that's not. Yeah. Who they are, right? Yeah. 
and and who they Absolutely. are is is very different from what they wish for. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of struggle with like, you know, when do you let your feelings determine who you are? Like if you're an incel, you say like, okay, I feel like I'm unlovable. And so that's who I, I am an incel. They claim this identity based on feelings. And, and that there's a part of me that like understands where they're coming from, but there's a part of me that's, that just grates against me. And even when you talk about phrase, I'm not trying to be not understanding or challenge them or, or things like that. Um, but, but there is just something that like rubs me the wrong way from a yoga perspective that even like describing myself as a male is a yogic mistake. And, and describing myself as an anything is a mistake because you are not determined by, and sorry if I'm talking too much, but like I'll offer one last example, which is like, I, I sometimes think about when I became a doctor and it's not when I got an MD after my name, right? Like who you are is not determined by how you look, or this is what I, I sort of, at the end of the day, this is what rubs me the wrong way. It's like, I feel like who I am is not determined by the fact that I have a penis or that I'm a doctor or that I'm Indian, or that I'm a male. That my humanity actually transcends all of those qualities. Yeah, I, I would, and I would agree with that. I mean, we are all individuals, and in a lot of ways, labels, labels help us, identity labels help us understand each other in broad strokes. But ultimately, to like know somebody, you have to know them as a human outside of, outside of those. So any idea, like if you had to give people concrete advice, people who are thinking about quitting because they feel a certain way, any thoughts about like what you would tell them? Because you've struggled a lot with like who you are and what your feelings tell you. And it sounds like you've come to a place of like peace and contentment and tranquility around that. Mm-hmm. And sorry for putting um, you on the spot, but does that make sense? Like, because you've walked that. It does. Through. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, you evoke you evoked quitting like esports and and that kind of thing quitting and competitive I, I in a lot of ways i would say that quitting is difficult because i think people subject themselves to a lot of harm before they decide that it's time to quit because it's really hard to give up on an investment that you put yourself into and admit that something was was not healthy for you or is now not healthy for you. Um, and I think I think it's important to um, appreciate appreciate the journey for what it is and the path and be proud of yourself for trying as hard as as hard as you did. But uh, I think if you if it's time to quit, I feel like in a lot of ways you already know that you just haven't accepted it yet that like you you've been feeling bad for a while and persisting none uh, persisting anyway and that um uh and if that isn't if that isn't if you're not if that's not changing into something that's healthier for you like like the thing you're looking for the the wish that you're actually a pro gamer the wish that you're on the team um you you have two choices really and it's to either like how i see it anyway you it's either to double down and try harder or to stop and let it be and you know try to find something else to do 
Um, and so if you're on that precipice and, and doubling down, if, if that's not an option, you know, I think that's the first, that's what people really look at is like, can I, can I do better? Can I really, can I push myself harder? Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for so much for that perspective stuff. I really appreciate it. We kind of, we've been kind of at this for a little while. How are you, how are you holding up? I'm pretty tired and yeah. you get more water. Yeah, do you um, want to, um, should we go ahead and wrap up or you want to try meditating or take a, uh, I, I'm kind of spent too, to be honest. I think. We why don't we, why don't we, why don't we wrap up? I mean, okay, if you'd cool. have me on again, I'd, I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'm kind of curious actually a little bit about, we didn't really get into like what your, you mentioned a little bit about your brother and what your upbringing was like. And I'd, I'd love to hear more about that at some point. Um, yeah, sure. You know, forget about sort of the drama and your gender identity and all that kind of stuff, which we kind of focused on today and just talk about like you irrespective yeah, sure. of your, you know, whether you're a furry or other kid, or, <laughs> you know, that don't really care about any of that stuff. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not another Ken, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, so how do you feel about meditation? I, I like meditating. Okay. I don't, I, I don't often, um, I wish I did more, but, um, so there's a particular, you said you're going to go get, you want to get some water? Yeah. Mind go I get do. some water. Yeah. Okay. And can you get something to eat as well? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Just get some small amount of food to eat and you two to a chat. We're yeah. going to do a meditation. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I, I know that. I mean, we, I don't know how to say this, but like, so I think it's okay to disagree with Steph, right? Like I disagree with Steph. Like, I mean, the last 30 minutes has been on some level me disagreeing with Steph. I don't think, I mean, I would hope that Chad is, so, you know, these are not, how can I say this? The stream is not about people being right and y'all being wrong. Right? It's like, it's not about you being right and them being wrong. It's about like listening to someone else's perspective and you're welcome to disagree with it. I'd encourage you to disagree with it. I'd encourage you to disagree with us. And that's okay. Like, it's just about hearing another person's perspective. Yeah, so that if, if Steph, I was trying to, oh, she can't hear yet. Um, yeah, I mean, so then like, this is the kind of, I, sorry, Steph, I was interacting with chat for a moment. And I was trying to get a sense of like what chat has been like. And it seems like, I mean, I've been glancing over from time to time. It's pretty okay to me. But apparently some people are, are you know, being a little bit toxic towards you, which I guess is not unexpected, as you come to expect. And at the same time, I'm just really curious about like why they have to treat, like I'm just curious, like what about, you know, it goes back to your succulents. Like what what is it about you that they have to, hate and attack like why do they care so much to come and spew you know i i just don't understand like i genuinely do not understand it like what you know why not do something more productive with their day than come here and try to talk trash um i i'm not it's not a rhetorical question have, it's, I, it's yeah, like a genuine question answer. like what do what do people gain right so they're chasing a feeling too or they're yeah. chasing an identity and a feeling that comes from attacking you in some way. So, like, what yeah. is that? 
are they like making the world a better place by calling someone trash in, tw in Twitch chat? Like, are they solving the world's problems and standing up for injustice? Um, I, yeah, that's that's not my question to answer. Yeah, I, 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 I really don't. But Steph, I think honestly, part of the problem with the way that we treat the internet is that we don't actually talk to the people who are toxic, which I know is a really yeah. dangerous game, but it's something that I'm, I hope to do more sure. of. How do you feel about that? I do. I've, I mean, I've talked to a lot of my harassers to try to understand them. Yeah. I have. How's that um, worked? Not well, I assume. Uh, usually well. Oh, really? If cool. I can, yeah, most, I mean, most people that have a dialogue with me um, feel better That's about awesome. me by the end of the dialogue. I, just, I don't have enough, there's not enough stuff to go around. Um, and, uh, uh, usually people think uh, a lot of very, very prominent thought is that I have mental illness and I'm invalid as a human that should like exist and speak and have my, my perspectives are in some way like dangerous, toxic, and hmm. like I should be quarantined away. And that's, that's why a lot of them want to hurt me. Hmm. Um, others are on the bandwagon, want someone to bully. I am a valid target for bullying in their brain and uh they they get some enjoyment out of that they don't know who it's okay to be mean to so when they find someone when it's like they have the target they're like okay with it i guess you're contagious your trans transgenderism is contagious is that what they're mm -hmm. afraid of i don't think it's that but maybe maybe partially my whole it's like if like because you said like quarantine slow... right so when people use the yeah. word quarantined i think of sure. the word contagious yeah maybe it's just like my radical self-acceptance is, is super dangerous and like my acceptance of other people is dangerous and i, I don't like I, I it's kind of unfair to like have me be the one who answers for my trolls yeah i can fair. only kind of say what fair. i kind of see but they're all individuals that have their own personal reasons and when i paint them in broad strokes they just get more angry it's because... unfair it's unfair to ask you to do that yeah yeah okay so let's talk about meditation so you grab something to nibble on i have a nibble okay awesome so i want you to yeah oh go ahead and open it up In Twitch chat, you guys grab something as well. We're gonna have a Zen moment with Twitch chat and everyone. I like this. Zen? I don't. Not Twitch chat. Come on, stuff. I, I want to believe. Gonna, I'm projecting. We're, we're gonna. We're Some... gonna. We're gonna see if we can get by the next couple of minutes without, you know, creating a dank meme. That's the best we can hope for. The Zen moment happens. Yeah. It happens. But okay, so I want you to sit up straight. It... At some some somewhere in Twitch chat, people are having a Zen moment with us. There's always that's represented too. So sit up straight and go ahead and close your eyes. And feel the person that you are. Just try to I know this is gonna sound weird, but how do you know you exist? You don't have to answer and try to figure out like 
what is it that lets you know that you exist? And so that starts with sort of the sense of you. Yeah, go ahead. Turn off these lights. Okay. So just feel the person that you are. There's something there that is doing some kind of experiencing, right? You may feel your body. A lot of times people can feel their breath. You may notice your thoughts. So somewhere in there is you. And sometimes people have a perception that what they are is to be shamed or to be proud of. But I encourage you, if you feel anything either positive or negative, just notice that that is a feeling. It is an emotion that goes across the screen of yourself. That feelings fluctuate with time. And that at the end of the day, no matter what the feeling itself is or the thought is, that there is an experiencer of those thoughts and feelings. There's a backdrop under which thoughts and feelings exist. Now try to get a sense of the person who experiences the feelings are you the feelings or are you the experiencer of feelings? And are your thoughts you or are your thoughts thought by you? Try to just get a sense of like, sit with the person that you are for a moment. Now I want you to think about the ways in which you identify yourself, whether it be gender or job or location or name, gamer, troll, genius, kind, compassionate, good person. or shame, worthless. A ball of envy, a ball of fantasy, hope, longing, wishing that you were something else, whatever it may be. Pride, accomplishment, however you think of yourself. And now, take a bite of your nibble. And then ask yourself, who is it that's doing the tasting? As you taste this thing, is this person accomplished? Are they shameful? Are they a man? Are they a woman? 
are they a streamer? What is this person? And then tunnel down into this experience precisely. Where is the gender in this? Where is the accomplishment? Where is the shame? Those things may exist somewhere within you, but in this moment, you're just someone who's eating. And focus on the taste that is left in your mouth, maybe the sensations of little crumbs or whatever there may be. And try to ask yourself, where is the gender here? Where is the joy? Where is the happiness? Where is the hatred? Where is the shame? Where is the gamer? What is this person? And as best as you can, notice that underneath all of these qualities, whether it be age or name or a sense of bank account or accomplishment or lack of accomplishment, there's just you. But there may be some things that fluctuate within you, but at the end of the day, there's just you. On a good day, on a bad day, yesterday, today, tomorrow. And take solace in who you are, whether what's on the inside is good or bad, because that changes. And there are days that you can forget and days that you remember strongly. But if that's true, then neither of those things can truly be you. It can feel like you. You can be one with, infused with what's on the inside. But at the end of the day, you are just you. That you may have feelings, you may have desires, you may have questions, you may have confusion, but that you are what you are and there's actually nothing wrong with you, even if there's unhappiness. That unhappiness can just be a shade of who you are. And there's nothing right with you. You are what you are. And when you're ready, let Steph come back. Allow her back in. Advocate, champion, villain. <laughs> All of those things. That's Steph. Right? And so be it. Like, Steph is a cool person. Doesn't have to be you. And no matter what you feel or how people treat you, Steph, no one can take what you are away from you. They can just make you feel a certain way, but they can't take you away from you. Sorry, did you say something? I, I didn't. Oh. I said, I said thank you. Oh, you're welcome. How do you feel? What was that like? Did that make sense? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I can never tell because I can't actually read your mind.
Yeah, no, it, it made sense. It was it was nice. It was good to take a take a moment to kind of deconstruct uh, existence and experience. I mean, it's a good way to put it. We are we are a lot of things. I am I am a lot of brain. I am not just my taste buds, but I can be just my taste buds in the in the right in in the right mind state. So. Yeah, so oddly enough, if I can give you a direction, is that okay? So sure. I'd encourage you to, you know, you can do this practice or breathing practices or whatever. And when you say, I am a lot of things, I would really check. Because I think that is the statement that I disagree with the most. And this is the one I'm confident about. That you are none of those things. Steph may be a lot of things but you are none of those things. And so see which of those things you actually are. Yeah, I know it doesn't make sense. Don't worry about it. Yeah, my, my microphone doesn't it seems to not want to work as well all of a sudden. <laughs> I'll lean in. Maybe it's because gotten, we've gotten all quiet. Yeah. But... Well, thanks a lot for coming on Thank today, you. Steph. I, I yeah. hope this was, I didn't know, you know, what people were expecting or what you were expecting, but I'm always happy to disappoint. No, you were, you were great. I've heard great things. I haven't like watched your content before, but you were, you were a good host. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that we are different people and we got to have like such a good discourse and I got to speak my mind, which is like, uh, really nice to Thank you so much be for able sharing to, that, by the way to speak yeah. for me is like really so thank you for giving me the platform to do that like it's really yeah, of nice course. i hope we've been helpful in some small way and i really wish you all the best i don't i mean you may deserve i know this sounds bizarre but i think that like you got to be careful in terms of sometimes i think when we get a bunch of criticism we may deserve some of that criticism but i can't imagine anything that you've said or done that makes you deserving of the way that people are treating you you know, there's just no way. I just don't see it. I just, I, there's no way that I can fathom what you're experiencing is actually what you deserve. Doesn't mean that you didn't screw up here or there. No, sure. that's usually what happens, but it sounds like really unfair the way that people are treating you. So good luck to you, Steph. Thank you. You have a good day. You too. Chat. You have a good Bye. day too. Bye.